Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, thank you for joining me here at the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. I'm really glad that you're here. Hey, a couple of things before I dive into our subject for this week. First of all, please go on iTunes and write some reviews. If you draw from this, if you enjoy this, then just let people know. We're just trying to get the word out. And then second of all, get the word out. (laughs) Tell people about it. Send it to people. Link it for people. If it'll help them, let them know. What we're trying to do with the Stephen Mansfield Podcast is understand the world from First of all, just to understand it. Second of all, to understand it through a lens of faith. And third of all, to try to change it with the gifts that we have. I want to talk to you in this podcast about preparing for economic turmoil. Now, I want to say very, very clearly that I am not predicting the end of the world. I'm not predicting the collapse of the U.S. economy. Uh, I am not, uh, you know, the chicken little, the sky is falling kind of person. I do believe that people often suffer needlessly because there's economic turmoil. Uh, Let me just give you a quick little example of what I'm talking about. It's very likely that during the upcoming summer of 2018 that we're going to see gas prices go up. We have ticked off most of the Middle East uh, with a combination of the Iranian canceling the the Iranian nuclear deal and now moving our embassy to Jerusalem. Uh, Both both acts, by the way, I endorse. And uh, I I believe we'll end up seeing some tightening of, um, of the flow of petroleum means the price will go up. Some experts are predicting that we'll be in the $3.50 a gallon rate now. Now, for some of us, for some people who live very close, uh, have very narrow margins uh, in terms of their money, uh, that's going to be really difficult. That's what I mean by economic turmoil. Uh, There's a lot good happening in our economy, um, but there's going to be some turmoil. There's going to be some some additional costs. uh, Prices will go up. When petroleum prices go up in America, it's not just what you pay at the pump. It's also what you pay for food and uh, for other things. Lots of prices go up. Why? Um, because, of course, everything runs on some kind of petroleum. Even airline ticket prices are going to go up uh, if that happens. And some of it, of course, is just uh, people sticking it to us in certain industries. Uh, but the fact is, that's what I mean by economic turmoil. Not that we're going to collapse. Uh, not that Wall Street's going to flatten out. Not that things are going to go crazy. But just turmoil. And if I, if you pay attention to some of the experts in this country, and I would recommend that all of you do, you know, listen to Warren Buffett, listen to the people on the financial news channels, just pay attention to what they're saying. And some of the wiser, more stable people are saying, you know, we're very likely to have some economic turmoil. Uh, we often do uh, during this kind of time into a presidential administration. We often do when major strides are made um, in certain directions in the Middle East. Uh, it's just the way things are likely to go. So, I'm not going to go any further. I'm not a prognosticator. I'm not a financial analyst. I think that we will have economic turmoil. By the way, um, in some, the be, probably the best way to understand it is that some economic segment of our society, some sector, is always enduring some kind of economic turmoil. Um, so it's just wise to prepare. And when the collapse happened in 2008, it was severe. But one of the things that we learned was that many people 
just absolutely suffer devastation because they were in situations that were untenable anyway. They were upside down in their mortgages. They had excessive debt. They could barely pay their bills as it was. And then when some stress came, uh, they just absolutely were destroyed. You don't want to be in that situation. So I want to make some recommendations, some very strong recommendations. I do this about once, once a year, and I thought I'd do it now when it's spring and you're heading into summer and most of us have extra time and uh, the world doesn't look like it's falling apart. Now's the time to think about such things. One of the things I want to urge you to do very strongly, and I've got a list of about four or five here, but one of the things I want to urge you to do is really look at your debt situation to the extent that you can get out of debt. Compound interest is a wonderful thing, but you want it working for you, not against you. In other words, you want money invested so it draws compound interest rather than having to pay compound interest. Look at your student loans. Uh, Look at your mortgage. Look at the things that you owe on. Look at your debt situation. Get some help and to the best that you can, get out of debt. I mean, this is good advice just for prospering, even if the economy was guaranteed to be fantastic for the next 30 years. You don't want prosperity to just be a ticket to more debt just because you can afford to pay for more debt. You want compound interest to work in your favor. But especially when economic, economically difficult times are coming, you want to get out of debt. Now, I want to strongly recommend the materials of Dave Ramsey. And I know that many of you know that I speak at his events, and he and I are friends, and uh, and I strongly encourage what he, what he sells. But I want to make it very clear, other than getting paid to speak at major events that Dave Ramsey does around the country, I have no economic connection to Dave Ramsey's company at all. So when I urge you to buy his books or to buy his materials uh, or, or, or to get his uh, you know, his various programs. He's got wonderful programs, by the way. Um, Financial Peace University is probably the one you ought to begin with if you've never used his materials before. I don't have any financial investment in any of that. You buy Financial Peace University, which is a beautiful box with lots of materials in it. I don't make a dime. So so please don't think that I'm, I'm trying to sell something here. I'm not. Um, I'm trying to help you. I strongly recommend that you get Dave Ramsey's material. It's the best material I know on getting your financial house in order. You can do it with your whole family. Uh, maybe there's a class being taught at a community center or a church or synagogue or wherever it is that you gather with people. Um, you're, if you've been influential in a school, you ought to try to get this as a program for the students. I just think it's extremely, extremely important. Number two, you want to widen the gap between your income and your outgo. Even if you're not in debt, you could be spending right up to the limit of your income. A lot of people do this. They just don't have any margin. I know people who have no debt and they're proud of that, but they spend within dollars of what they take in. So they have no margin. They have no flexibility. They don't have funds to invest. Um, They're right up next to it. And by the way, they're also not saving anything. So being out of debt is not the same thing as saving. You want to both be out of debt and try to widen the gap between what you take in and what you spend. Cut down on those expenses. Look at your bills. Look at how it goes out. Some things you can't do anything about, but you can always find new, most people can find new health insurance. You can always cut down on the cable bill. You can also always cut down on the eating out. You can always cut down on subscriptions and things you pay for regularly. Uh, you can always figure out ways to to conserve and buy things in bulk and all of that kind of thing. I, I know people who kind of wondered if they could actually do it, if they could actually 
actually uh, save money in that regard. They didn't have much debt, and they ended up freeing up thousands of dollars in the course of a month just by cutting back on cable and figuring out different ways to drive. And in one case, they sold off a car and bought something uh, less expensive. And they just they really they really did save a lot of money. And then they began to invest it. Well, that's the key to wealth. Uh, that's how you start making things happen. Okay, so you 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 want to make you want to make a difference. Okay, also you want to do the thing I call the grandmother strategy. Our, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, uh, during the Great Depression, uh, or, or maybe not during the Great Depression, even later, um, they they all had margin. They all had a bit of cushion in their lives. They had a little cash put aside. They had a pantry where they had food. If the whole world had shut down, uh, they could have lasted for months. And I want to make sure that you've got that. I'm not predicting disaster, but everybody should have some cash, maybe some gold, maybe some coins on hand. Everybody should have a little margin of food. Uh, everybody should be able to exist for some weeks in, in, in a disaster situation um, with, with, without just being devastated because the grocery stores not open every single minute of every day. So just have a little bit of margin. That's not, don't read into that, that I think the whole world's coming to an end um, or nuclear holocaust is about to happen, but just be ready. You just never know. One of the things I want to strongly urge uh, is that you get help. Most of us are not very well taught when it comes to finance, uh, when, when it comes to investments. This is one of the things I strongly, the schools that I advise and consult with, I strongly urge them to have finance courses. I strongly urge them to have Dave Ramsey's material and other materials um, as part of the curriculum. Uh, you know, when I went to when I went to college, I took a math class where we spent a lot of time studying the difference between Greek and Hebrew numbers. Well, I would have been much better off to learn how to compute board foot. I would have been much better off to learn about investments. I wish they'd done what, in my math class, what they did for the business majors, where they had them tracking investments, you know, and getting the Wall Street Journal and having competitions in the class so they'd know how to invest and and know how to work with interest and things like that. That would have done me far more good. Um, so anyway, get advice. If you're well-trained in these things, then still get advice because some Sometimes the, the people who are in the most trouble are the people who think they know what they're doing when they don't. But get advice. Get some input. Talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. I mean, this could be your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law. Um, talk to somebody who knows what they're doing and get some help. But don't just live on the level of wisdom that you have. And by the way, on that score, increase your financial education. Increase your knowledge. Read a book every quarter of a year about finance, about investing. Uh, read, read something. Increase. Grow. Uh, borrow somebody's Wall Street Journal. Borrow somebody's Money Magazine. Get 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 just get some kind of input into your life beyond what you already know. Okay. Keep in mind too another principle that the key to wealth is multiple income streams. You don't want to have the entire family and all of your investing and all of your financial future based on one job and its benefits. I'm not saying exhaust yourself with multiple jobs or make everybody in the family work to the nth degree, but the key to life is multiple income streams. Uh, perhaps there are other, other streams you can, you can create. Perhaps there are things you can sell. Perhaps there are things you can do on the side. You got your job. You got your investing. Maybe you want to be part owner in something. Uh, maybe you want to uh, sell something that you care about. Uh, there are lots of programs out there. There are lots of things people do. 
do, um, but multiple income streams. You know, if you work a job and it's created a certain amount of expertise, maybe you also want to see if you can become a speaker about that job and lecture and teach, or maybe you want to uh, start an online business of some sort. Uh, I know some some busy moms who make a huge amount of money with online selling, and they don't they don't keep anything in their home that they then ship out. They just move things around online, basically around an Amazon business. Pretty amazing. So ask yourself, how can we have a peaceful life, but also have multiple income streams? That's really one of the great keys to wealth. And my final principle is this, and it's going to surprise some of you because it's going to sound like the opposite of what I've been saying. But I believe that one of the keys to wealth is giving. And so as strange as that may sound to some of you, hey, why are you telling us to, to make more money, save more money, but then also give money away? It's just a truth. As a Christian, I believe what scripture says, which is that the generous man prospers. But I have to tell you, even at a non-religious level, the testimony of most of the major uh, wealthy people in the history of the world, the testimony of people like Gates and Buffett and the Green family who own Hobby Lobby and thousands of others, hundreds of others. I've read, thousands of others I at least know about, um, is that generosity is connected to prosperity. So give. If you are a Christian and you're part of a church and you're part of ministries, you have lots of opportunities to give. And of course, you should be tithing, giving 10% of what you make to your church. Um, if you're Jewish, of course, you too as well tithe. Uh, if you're Muslim and listening to this, you too have your uh, the giving percentage that you give. Um, but all of us should be giving. All of us should be generous. All of us should be giving systematically as well as to specific needs that we find out about. Because giving is an important part of wealth. Now, don't freak out. Don't think the world's coming to an end. All I want you to do is be able to survive economic turmoil, not disaster, not end of the world, not planet of the apes, just economic turmoil well so you can prosper and thrive. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.